Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And uh, we just barely got our last episode out. That's all right. <laughs> We're at least churning them out. Yeah. Well, who knows when this one's going to come out. We recorded episode 21 on Wednesday and I didn't get it out <laughs> until Sunday. So Yeah, but sometimes that happens. That's all right. Uh, well, I'm going to try to get this one out a little sooner. All right. Do you have anything you want to talk about to start it off? I, I don't know. I don't have much. I was just thinking that uh, maybe that we're just going to get in and not BS and people don't have to listen to our stupid shit in the <laughs> beginning and we can get into the show. Let's and do it. Go from there. Let's do it. Um, I actually have – actually, I forgot. I do have one thing that uh, people who have been signing up for the forums, I just want to apologize because <clears throat> excuse me, it's taken a couple extra days to get them – approved you know for their account their account proof so they can go ahead and start posting we just upgraded the the software and i'm still getting used to it so from now on i should be good and it should, we should be getting your guys's accounts updated and, and ready to go but for those who had to wait two or three days i apologize i'm a dumbass we figured it out though i figured it out so let's uh oh you know what we do there's one also one email i want to talk about too oh okay a person named eugene lynn 2000 didn't want to was was too shy to send in a Sam impression. Oh really? Yeah. But what this person did was send in a clip. Just just sent us a clip from YouTube for Brian Posehn. Oh, so my so gosh. You, that's the second vote for Sam. Sounds like <laughs> Brian Posehn. But but listen, here's what I want to do. I mean, I just want to play a little clip of it, and it's still on YouTube right now. I'll figure out a way to pull it down and and you know put a clip of it in the show. But let's listen to it and let, let's right. see, let's see what you think. All right. Nice to see you, Brian. Good to see you, man. You know, a lot of people in the business, or the biz, as you like to call it, are um, very concerned with their image. (laughs) But you go on record. You come right out and you tell people, you refer to yourself as as a dork. Is that true? Yeah, or nerd. Yeah, I'm a giant nerd. Uh Uh-huh. And you just come right out and and say it. Oh, I don't know if I have to. I think people just by by using their eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So I've been a dork for over 30 years mm-hmm. uh, no i know i'm older than 30 i'm 37 mm-hmm. but i don't count the first seven right why is that because i don't think you ever look at a little kid or a baby and go what a nerd <laughs> <laughs> that baby will never get laid so you starting to see it you know actually listen to that guy talk he actually does kind of sound like me <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Well, no. no, it's not that bad. You know, whereas Brian Pulsane goes out and claims that he's a big nerd, um, Sam is just openly honest about his transsexualism. Yeah, I so just, I mean, there it is. It's laid you know, out there. There's another thing that those two have in common. <laughs> you know, they're okay with who they are, and they're going to go out there and they're just going to let everybody know. Well, we're just going to do it. <laughs> no, that's uh, all right. Well, let's, thanks for the email. Thanks for the clip. Uh, let's get into some voicemails. All right. Hey guys, just finished up listening to your latest uh, episode. Wanted to say good show. Uh, hearing a couple of things that are concerning me, though. Um, maybe you guys should change your names from Shiitake Peener and Chicken Skin Vag to Samantha and Michelle. You're liking Twilight and Buffy? Oh boy. Uh, maybe you should consider changing the name of the show to The Puss Puss Lab. Hey, just teasing. Anyway, enjoyed the show. Uh, you guys keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Actually, we were thinking about changing the name of the show to the Estrogenarium. <laughs> 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 but, but, 
But no, the puss puss was too much. What? Who said we like Twilight, Sam? No, I don't like Twilight. Sam read the book. I read it, but I put those out. I mean, I read I read about a book a week. So so it only took me you know a couple weeks to get through the other. It's quicker. But you never saw the movie, right? No, I haven't seen the movie. My wife's gone to see it three or four times. But, really? Yeah. Well, but I just have not. I just don't have any interest to go see it. The books were all right, but I'm not definitely not a fan. You know what's funny is this week or yesterday at work, I was kind of flipping through a bunch of images from uh, the Sundance Film Festival. You know, just pictures people take of them. They'll uh-huh. send them into the local news and they'll put them on their website. And I saw that. Uh, what what was the the lead girl on that show? I can't remember her name. She was in uh, a couple other like teenage. I don't know what her name is, but I I, I recognize her. Kristen Stewart. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, she's there, and she's in all these pictures, and everyone else around her is, like, all smiley and laughing, and she's just, like, totally posing all serious. Oh, really? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Give me a... I also... Uh, apparently, Mike Tyson was up there, too, and I saw a lot of pictures of him. I would have kicked that guy's ass oh, yeah. if I would have seen him. Well, would I could you, take him. Well, you would need a plan. I'd need a plan? <laughs> You'd need a plan to kill him. No, I would not need a plan. Well, I could work everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard in, that thing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to set he that up. A little. Whole, no, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I, I knew that you were going somewhere with that. I was trying to think. Does that come from that song, I Think I Can Beat My Tyson by Will Smith? No. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that song. No, but I just thought that's funny that, okay, you have all these like independent movie people, and they're all... Cool oh and gosh, and they're trying dude. to act all debonair, and then you have freaking Mike Tyson with the face tattoos and all walking around. He has a bodyguard. Why would he need a bodyguard? That that is stupid. <laughs> you you know? know what was horrible is I flew out to San Antonio right in the middle of the Sundance Film Festival. Right. In fact, I left on a Sunday, and so I saw some of these dumbasses coming in. Oh yeah, and le- and both leaving and coming in. Right. Um, and it's just it's one of those things where like these people, and we're going to get into a movie that fits right. Downtown you know what? wheelhouse exactly. of exactly. this shit that I saw, yeah. but I, you know, I just hate that scene. And we were going to go. We well, were going to go see a movie. I think actually we. I mean, it's not like the only place they do is Park City, and Park right. City is a really cool place when mm-hmm. that's not going on. I mean, exactly. you can go up there even in the. I mean, they're skiing, and then in the in the summer you can go up and uh, go hiking and all sorts of fun biking. All, uh-huh. You know, I take the whole family up there, but you know what? Right. Going up there, all of a sudden everything like you, you go to. The freaking Walmart there, and all of a sudden everything's like three times the price and yeah. everything there. Yeah. But whatever. What What are you thinking about? So you should hold, hold on, hold everyone. On you should see Sam's hold face. Hold on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what? Oh yeah, what a relief! What relief? I I just realized I don't suffer from ED. From ED. <laughs> <laughs> don't you check that every once in a while? No, oh, I no. check that all the time. Like in a, like all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, felt a little movement. I oh yep. I oh I get worried because you see all those commercials on TV. I started listening where I should have been looking at your crotch. That's, that's my exactly that's my right. problem. No, because you see all those commercials, I start getting worried every once in a while, and it's like right. If it didn't work, could we really do this? Well, that one that one I hate the most. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you can see f- that scares me even extends. More. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, and the increase in size was okay, too. <laughs> well, the thing is, you see those so all yeah. so often that sometimes you wonder, is there something wrong with me? Hold on. So, we we thankfully, we're interrupted there because yeah. I couldn't see that uh, that conversation going anywhere where anybody wanted it to go. No, but I just want you to know that uh, every once in a while, you're going to know that I'm not. Everyone's, if Sam's spacing out a little... <laughs> I'm checking to make sure I don't need some of all those Do you think people are going to want to listen if they know you got a boner? Listen, I, another awareness thing. I'm just thinking about the audience. You should check that every once in a while. 
Because what if you get in the situation where you need it and it's not going to work? Who were you, Tom Green? <laughs> Remember when he had like testicular cancer or whatever? He wrote oh, a song about... Check right. your balls so that's they don't get cancer. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, Sa- Sam's on the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what you you are aware. You know what you are socially aware. Thank you. And I I, I got on that kick because of this week. Because one of these of, movies, it just got. I'm like I'm looking around thinking, what do I need to be socially aware about? Right. And that was it. And that's one of them. That, you know, uh, you are obsessed with your junk. I am. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, as, lo- as long as you know him. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's cool. I- I'm really but, concerned about you it. You know what? We didn't even really rail on this guy for calling us girls. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, I'll t- I'll Don't t- call the show and call us girls because we are more manly than you can ever dream to be. Well, oh, well that... that there, I don't need to say anything after that. Yeah, you should. You don't, need, don't worry about it. <laughs> By the way, your girlfriend called the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't even go there. <laughs> yeah, I lost all my I lost all of my uh, fire and hatred through the uh, for that cough for the uh, uh, with all the wiener talks. So no, we we're glad you like the show, and we don't mind getting called out every once in a while. We're not. We're well, not well and you have to realize too that for a while there, God, we did. Uh, you talk. You read Twilight. Okay? Yeah. Then, then uh, Buffy is kind of a soap opera esque thing, but you know what? Right. I I have no apologies for that. Well, I can't started, help it. I love Buffy. I've started watching it, and I I like it, and so I'm getting season two from from you today, right? So I can borrow it and watch it because I you know it's it's a good time passer. I mean, it's a good show. Well, and then we did Repo, so which yeah. is a music, uh, we, you right. know, the opera, right? And uh, there's a lot of music involved. And Kyle, I even I even watched the special features on the DVD. I r- I rarely do that. Um, they were short but good. Hmm. You know, I was I was hoping there would be a little bit more, but uh, you know, I I just, I like the show. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's get to our next. Uh, <laughs> let's get to our next. All right. Voicemail. Hey Sam, I'm Mike. It's Otter. I thought I'd call with a few comments. I wrote some things down here. Keep a track list. I'm not shooting from the hip on the whole thing. But uh, first off, you guys were talking about somebody naming their kid Xander after Vin Diesel and the Triple X movies. Well. Here's some useless knowledge for you. Uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker will be returning for, God, we really need a paycheck for a, another Fast and the Furious sequel. And Vin Diesel, yet for another paycheck, will be showing up in another Triple X movie. Wow, I can't wait. And as for Sweeney Todd, I didn't like that movie at first. I, Well, I, we saw it originally in the theaters as a double feature, the first movie being Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which... It was okay, it was campy, but, you know, not like any of the Alien vs. Predator comic books or anything too dark and serious. They were all pretty much, the, the aliens are being hunted by the Predators, some humans get in the way. That's a story, great. But uh, I didn't like it at first. I thought there was too much singing. I didn't think the songs were that great. Quite frankly, at this point, especially after, like, how bad I thought uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was, I've really been disappointed with the whole, hi, I'm Tim Burton. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to have Johnny Depp in it. He's going to have some crazy hair. And if it's at all possible, we're going to get Danny Elfman to do the music. We'll cram everything together and make a movie. Um, They're currently doing that, making a Alice in Wonderland where Johnny Depp plays the Mad Hatter. Um, Yeah. But I've grown to like um, Sweeney Todd. I think it's pretty good. I got the soundtrack uh, for the missus. She loves it. I am actually taking her to see a production of it in Detroit, uh, I think in March. And then, uh, yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show, you've got to see it in the midnight movies. It's, wow, you just 
feel a lot better about yourself. If you've ever thought you were like weird or creepy, you really feel better about yourself. Uh, anyways, on to the movies. Uh, I've never seen Galaxy Terror, and since you said it's not available on DVD, I won't be adding it to Netflix. Ne- Netflix, yeah, that's what it's called. Not Nexty Flix. Mr. Kiltixie Flix. Something. But, um, yeah, Event Horizon, I've only ever seen pieces of it. I'm throwing that on my Netflix. Uh, I want to see all of it. I've always heard good things about it, but Alien, I mean, that movie, it's, it's classic. I mean, how can you not like it? Uh, how can you have not seen it? I mean, isn't that one of those, like, you're a bad parent if you haven't seen the movie. You know, your kid hasn't seen the movie. Oh, it's great. And it's one of those movies, like, every time I watch it, I just keep hoping that, you know, Kane will not get the face hugger on him and, you know, everything will work out well for them. But, no, that's not what happens. I mean, it's it's a stellar, stellar movie. Um, you know, you guys are talking about that whole scene with Tom Skerritt when he's in the the, the cocoon thing or the hive or whatever it would eventually be described as in the later movies. Yeah, that's in the director's cut, but all those movies were re-released, oh, God, in the early 2000s with, uh, you know, like, get the theatrical and the director's cuts. And all those movies, you know, the first one, they added that scene. The second one, you... Uh, actually see a story about how Newt's parents get attacked by the creatures and her dad's got the face hugger on them. And the third movie, uh, the alien ends up coming out of a cow instead of the dog. And I mean, they're all good, but as they go on in the series, they go downhill. And then, of course, there's the Alien Predator movies. And yeah, there we go from there. But Well, anyways, gentlemen, as for uh, next week, your topic of uh, cold is shit... Uh, hopefully you get it out by Saturday because I'm going away from this cold as shit weather in Michigan and going to spend a week in the Caribbean and then a week in Florida enjoying my wedding and honeymoon. Yes, I know. I'm throwing my life away getting married, but oh well, what can I say? She's a pretty cool chick. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys get that out by uh, by Saturday if it's at all possible. Um, I would like to listen to your guys' comments on the thing. Great movie. By the way, thanks for throwing in some clutch today. Well, anyways, gentlemen, have a good week. You know, we should charge $75, $100 an hour for people to lay down and just lay their thoughts out. Well, you know what? He had a lot to get off his chest. He did. Listen, he's Otter. He can, he can get away with whatever he wants That's to. That's right, yeah. Well, not, I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad voice or anything. I'm just saying he is a friend of the... Oh, by the way... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I take that back. He sent me a... He sent, did he, he sent oh. you those emails... With a couple of links, he sent us some that were pretty tame. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm a I'm a biker and I'm about to wreck my balls on something, or, <laughs> or I'm a I'm a rollerblader or something yep. like that. But then he sent another email with two of the most vile videos that I've ever <laughs> seen. You know, the thing is, is he he sent it and he said these are really not safe for work, and I'm like, okay, I want, you know, I got it at work and I'm I didn't respond to him because I'm just like, I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait, you know, I'll wait. I don't want to, obviously, I don't want to look at these at work. So finally, I watched them last night. And, or, was the last night? I think it was actually this morning. And I'm going to kill you, Otter. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you are a dead man. I, oh, uh, yeah, well, they were gross. You didn't see them. No, I didn't see them. Well, I mean, they're great. You should go watch yeah. them. And, uh, I don't think he sent them to me. Are you, they on you the were same CC'd. email? Oh, you were, they really? were cc I don't know. I don't know if they're on the same Maybe email. Maybe I'm not using Google Mail the right way I'm supposed to. Whatever. But uh, no, uh, congrats on going to get married. You know, it's Mike's anniversary today. It is nine years. Nine years. I'm an old man. Yeah, it's exciting. You know what? And and don't worry, Otter. 
your life does not end when you get married. It's when you have your first kid. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> not really. No, but uh, also, <laughs> you know, he mentions that the, the name of this show is Cold as Shit. And my wife, we were driving yesterday or somewhere, and she goes, well, what are you guys doing for your next episode? I'm like, well, we're doing a show about cold movies. He goes, well, what's the title? She, and I'm, I'm like, well, it's cold as shit. She goes, you know, <laughs> shit's not actually cold because it comes from... Well, okay, fine, 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 fine. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, but you get it. We, I had to explain. We use it as an expletive, not as a literal... You know, we didn't take temperature of our shit before we did this. That's right. But uh, maybe we should have. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a tropical one next time and says <laughs> and have it called warm as shit. We could you can do that though. That's the nice thing about the word shit. Exactly, it can, it can just mean a, lot, a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. You know, one other thing that Otter hit on in that uh-huh. email. You know, we are we're always taught mathematical equations: a plus b equals c, uh-huh. whatever that may uh-huh. be. Well, Danny Elf or uh, Tim Burton has has taken that oh, to right. heart, and he, he you're exactly right. He throws the same shit together <laughs> and thinks that he's going to make this grand movie. And you know what the thing is? Is a couple of them have worked. Well, he, the thing is, is he a lot of them I think have worked. Yeah, in the past, but but it's getting tired. And you know, and that and I I agree with you. I mean, I. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where it was, you know, it wasn't meant to be. It, it was meant more for, I think, a, a wider audience. And the mm-hmm. problem is, is it seems to be that if you make a movie for a really wide audience, the wider it gets, the shittier it gets. Right. You know, right. and that's, you know, it, but that's the catch twenty two, because if you make a movie that's geared towards a certain type of person, the last winter. <laughs> right. People aren't going to like it. You know, most people aren't going to like it. It's not going to make a crap load of money. So you go out and make these movies that are for everybody. And and you just can't. I mean, there. I don't think they're going to be as special to people as like a horror movie would be to me. Right. You know, and that and that's a problem. But you got Tim Burton's done a lot of good stuff, especially in the old Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, I, there there is good stuff. But like he said, I'm thinking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then that that Johnny Depp's going to go play the Mad Hatter. That's the same dude. It's the yeah. same character. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Even though Sleepy Hollow was good, but that's oh, pro- yeah. that's probably the last. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, one that I've really mm-hmm. loved. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying about Sweeney Todd, I, I thought it was okay. Right. You know, still. Anyway, but uh, thanks for the call, man. Jeez, I'll, I'm going to get this out for Saturday. That's a I, good idea. Last Let's... year I was so, I, or last week, I'm sorry, I was such a slacker because I was playing Left for Dead and, and uh, all sorts of other stuff. I won't play till I get this out, I vow. I will get the clips to you tonight. What? That's right. Oh yeah, I was waiting on you. I mean, well, just, I got the clips to you on Saturday, <laughs> but I hadn't heard from you yet. So, uh-huh. but I will get the clips out to you tonight. All right, we'll do that, and then uh, yeah, we'll get that out. Don't really know why you want to uh, take us to your honeymoon. I mean, but we appreciate it. Sam's uh, voice is very soothing. Hey, and just so you know, you may want to do a check. Just do a check, dude. <laughs> right before you go, because yeah. it's pressure time. So man. that was actually good timing for Otter. <laughs> That's good to know. Wow, your guys' message is boring as fuck. Hello, Sam and Mike. This is Stacy. I figured, you know, I've made you blush on the air. It was time for you to hear the horror of my voice in person. Uh, Sin says hello, by the way. Yeah, this is Stacy and Sin's room. Creepy Hitch. <laughs> Just, you know, thought I'd plug myself there. Anyway, I have a question for you guys. And this kind of pertains to the last couple of podcasts. And uh, can somebody tell me why the fuck the vagina is always the gateway to evil? Now, without going into too much detail... I'm pretty familiar with my own vagoo, and I'm pretty sure I've never found teeth, a doorway, uh, the Antichrist. No, it, it, it's it's you know it's your pretty it, it's your basic tunnel basically. And how come there isn't any quid pro quo? 
you know, sure, we've got vagina dentata. Why not? You know, it's a creepy little opening. There could be teeth up there. How come there's never, like, the porky penis? Or some guy who's, like, spooge in hellfire? I just, I, this is this is an unfair status quo, and I think it's time that we fix that. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. I'm going to go clit twiddle. You guys have fun. Bye. Holy wow. shit. <laughs> I said about a coronary while we were listening to that one. <laughs> First of all, I'll tell you why. Because the vagina is a mystical thing. And it is a something that we don't understand. So we, as males, with we're afraid of things we don't understand. I, I, I don't even know what we're talking. I didn't hear anything past Vagoo. <laughs> I still don't even... Know what the hell we're talking about right now? <laughs> why, why, why are we bagging on the badge? Is basically what it is. Why, why don't we have some? Oh, why don't we? Why don't we talk about a movie that uh, that spooges hellfire? Well, I'll tell you why. There's not one. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Let me give you a little, uh, a little, just a thought that I have about it. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> the difference is, is that there's a potential for an unknown inside a badge. You know what you're getting with. <laughs> you, you, you follow me there? Coupled with its mystical powers <laughs> that, that make people turn into mindless zombies to do whatever that's it exactly, takes. Yeah, yeah exactly right. So that, I think that's where the mystery lie is yeah. that you just you don't you don't know what potentially I'll tell you what, if there's a movie out there that is against wieners, we will uh or that demonizes wieners, I don't, I don't We'll pass know. it on to Steven's podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll send that over to JFMP and we'll have him uh review it. Yep, yep, that's good. <laughs> oh anyway, that's uh that's our last voicemail today. Oh well what gosh. a voicemail. Wow. Yeah, that uh, that one's going to keep me up at night uh, cringing for a while, I I'll think. I'll probably replay it a few times. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but what, what's up with messing with our, our not enjoying our, our message? Yeah. Right? We're the Cadaver Lab. Leave a message. She uh, said it was long. No, she said it was boring. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Well, she is definitely not boring, so. No. Yeah, you want to call in, and you, would you like to uh, record our voice message for us? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be scary almost, but you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. Anyway, all right, so I guess that, uh, it's time to get into the show. We've got the three movies for you for our Cold as Shit show. Um, first of all, we're going to be talking about The Last Winter, and then we're going to be talking about 30 Days of Night, and then John Carpenter's The Thing. But let's take a quick break. Available now on PatioBooks.com. Bob liked hookers with a good See, size. I have something to talk So I kill if you want to boil it down. That's what I do. But so what? All kinds of things kill. All Kinds of Things Kill, a horror anthology by Robert R. Best. Read or buy online at allkindsofthingskill.blogspot.com. Patio Book, also available at patiobooks.com. Join me, won't you? It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm just a little crazy. It's alright, it's alright, 
Let's get into the show. We have, uh, first of all, we have the last winter, which came out in 2006. Empathy with the land. Is this learned in childhood? The land has changed. The biosphere turned, become unfamiliar and erratic. I would say vengeful, that nature's indifferent to us. We fight for our survival, not nature's. There's a fierceness in the wind I've never felt before. Something is being unleashed in the softening permafrost. Why do we despise the world that gave us life? Why so alienated? Why wouldn't the wilderness fight us? Like any organism would fend off a virus. We grew up in is changed forever. There is no way home. Is there something beyond science that is happening out here? What if the very thing we were here to pull out of the ground were to rise willingly and confront us? What would that look like? This is the last winter. Directed by Larry Fessenden, uh, written by Robert Lever and Larry Fessenden, and on the IMDb, it got a 5.9. Starring Ron Perlman as Ed Pollock, uh, James LaGrosse as James Hoffman, Connie Britton as Abby Sellers, and Zach Guilford as Maxwell McKinder. Uh, synopsis, the American oil company, KIK Corporation, is building an ice road to explore the remote northern Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, seeking energy independence. 
Independent environmentalists work together in a drilling base headed by the tough Ed Pollock in sort of an agreement with the government approving procedures and sending reports of the operation. When one insane team member is found dead naked on the snow, the environmentalist James Hoffman suspects that a sour gas may have been accidentally released in the spot provoking hallucinations and insanity in the group. After a second fatal incident, he convinces Ed to travel with, excuse me, to the team to a hospital for examination. However, weird events happen trapping the group in the base. Following the events in the plot, it is revealed that Mother Nature itself has turned against mankind, releasing the last winter due to the virus-like nature of humans, i.e. animals live in harmony with the environment, but humans just destroy it to benefit themselves, such as drilling oil. The ghosts of the fossils, which have become became the oil that mankind seeks, have been resurrected and now swarm in Alaska. Well, I'm glad that synopsis gave it away, so then I can talk <laughs> yeah. to shit about this movie. <laughs> I, I didn't like this movie. I thought it was okay up until the point, you know, I'm waiting to find out what the resolution is of, you know, what's going on? Why, why is this happening? Right. And, and I'll admit there are some little jumpy parts here and there that kind of got me, but once it's explained... A complete disappointment. My take on this movie: is, there, there are two sides to it. If you look, if you look at it, like, you know, you just want to go and enjoy a movie. The acting was was above par. I mean, it mm-hmm. was good. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, compared to a lot of the movies we watch, mm-hmm. uh, like Galaxy of Terror and whatnot, yeah. the acting was good. I love Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great actor, and, mm-hmm. and it, I love him whatever he's in. You know, the, the storyline was good. As far, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, they're up here in the middle of nowhere. They're really isolated. One thing that all three movies that we had today was a big feeling, or this week was a big feeling of isolation, which yeah. was creepy by itself. Right. Well, and in this movie, unlike in 30 Days of Night or whatever, I mean, you don't know what's going on exactly. So there's paranoia. You know, people are starting to accuse others of, of you know, this or that. You know, and the acting was good. The, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of suspense, but there was a lot of uh, tension, I think is a good word in it. But that having been said, I'm tired of getting kicked in the balls by someone who has a political statement to make. Yep. Now, in this one, now, like I said, the movie's fine, you know, and most of the movie, they don't even really shove it down your throat. In fact, they really don't until towards the end. So you're going through this story, you're, you're, you know, you get to know these characters, you're starting to like these characters, and then it just starts slipping away because, I'm, I, you know, I'm tired of being preached to. I mean, we get it, right? There have been enough movies out there trying to, to portray their political stand on whatever. Uh, I mean, what was that movie uh, that we did? Along? Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. You know, they did environmental problems. I mean, since 1951, the, uh, the day the Earth stood still, you know, that was against... Uh, nuclear uh, winter or whatever, you know. So there are good ways to do this, and then there are clumsy ways to portray this. And afterward, you just feel like you you kind of got yelled at. I, I almost felt like I got scolded mm-hmm. by watching this movie. Right, and and I agree a hundred percent. And and to me, I just I'm tired of the alarmist attitude that that that's been portrayed as of late. I mean, I think back to the bird flu. Right. Um, there, right. there's other things that are going on that, that, you know what, when it comes down to it, they scare the shit out of people Yeah, and, and then it goes away. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a realization. I remember when West Nile virus came to Utah right. mm-hmm. and there was all these stories on the news about, right. you need to watch out for West Nile, it'll kill you, right. all this kind of stuff. Well, we get six months into it and you come to find out that more people die from influenza in Utah 
or or have died from influenza every single year than in the the big deep areas of where Nest, West Nile is. Really, it's just the new thing to talk about, and then it goes, and then it just kind of goes its own way. And so well, I'm tired of the global warming. I I'm a guy that booed Happy Feet. Did you see that movie, the little kids uh, movie with the penguins? Uh, I don't think I did. Oh my gosh, dude! Was that the one where they surf? No, that surfs up. There's oh. another one that says Elijah. I think is Elijah Wood is the. Excuse me. I, I wish you would uh, refer to him as uh, Frodo. Frodo. So <laughs> Frodo's in it, but it all of a sudden went political about how we're stealing the food from these these uh, these oh, penguins really? and stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding? Hmm. Are you kidding me? I, I have to sit here with the kids movie, and you're going to go this direction? Well, and, and and that's just it. I mean, I I under I get it, you know, and I I'm not going to tell you that. Um, that there aren't issues, you know, because I mean, with pollution, you know, with all this stuff, I realize it. I get it. I don't need to see it in my entertainment. And, you know, this was an IFC release, you know, which, you know, which was what you were talking about right. with uh, the kind of the people up at the, the park city. Do you know, do you know that there was a bunch of people up there protesting for uh, dressed up as zombies? They were dressed up you, as zombies. Do you, do you know why they, uh, do, do you think zombies have anything to do with furs? No. Well, they just did it to get attention. Which is, I guess if you want to dress like a zombie, why not? But I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that nothing, that, there's, that we're all fine, that the earth is fine, nothing like that. I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Want to know why? Because if you wanted to hear that shit, you'd be listening to a different podcast. That's right. You know, and it's, I have opinions on, on politics. I have opinions on whatever. But I don't want to think about that while I'm trying to be entertained. And, that, and that's the bottom line. But the thing is, is there, like I said, there is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's look at um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. You know, Dawn of the Dead. You know, those had all sorts of uh, social topics that uh, George Romero was trying to portray. But he didn't freaking kick you in the nuts with it. Yeah. You know, and that's what this movie did. I, I say don't bother. Yeah, and I give this an AMC only because we talk about the acting and everything else that, that goes right. into it that makes it okay to watch. And honestly, if if about three quarters of this movie, if it would have ended differently and mm-hmm. it wouldn't and it wouldn't have like scolded me at the right. end, then I, I would I would you know give it a red box even. Well, and that's the thing is it wasn't until the very end that I understood completely what was going because this this guy was like. He was talking about the sour gas the whole time, and I thought, right. wow, if the sour gas is coming up, and, and it gets the point across that, okay, stuff's dying out, right. we need to be careful, the sour gas is coming up, but then if it made people do crazy stuff and start killing each other violently, mm-hmm. you know, that could have that been an entertaining <laughs> exactly. movie. Exactly. But they went to a different way that you're just like, what the hell yeah. is going on? Oh, people are going to band together, and they're going to figure this whole thing out. See, and if, I was, if I was, if it was me that was in that situation... Mm-hmm. And I was out and about, and like I ran into some people that had freshly died. I would have whipped out my lightsaber, sliced them open, and said, "And I thought they smelled better or horrible on on the outside." And then I would have climbed in, and I would have survived <laughs> in the stupid winter. Oh my gosh! This actually did take place on the ice moon of Hoth. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's good news. <laughs> Sam was like, oh my gosh, we're doing a cold as shit episode. I am going to use that somewhere. I don't know where yet. It's going to dominate. <laughs> oh, and it was in the first movie. I don't know. I'll, like I said, I, maybe I'm being a little harsh on it. I, just, I, I don't know. I hey, just, if you like that stuff, and, and if that really doesn't bother you, you'll probably really enjoy this movie. You, you probably you'll will. probably enjoy this movie. I, yeah. I mean, even as a it's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's, I don't know. It's, it didn't like, 
there was nothing in it to really get me completely excited about it, even before it, I got pissed off. But All right. I don't know. So what did I learn from this movie? I have never been so scared that there was going to be a mammary count in my life. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> that chick was ugly, dude. Well, uh, the, There's uh, something about being out and alone that all of a sudden it's okay. You like start feeling sexually attracted to leather. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. What's uh, I was oh. talking about the other one that was having. S- right, right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nasty. That was having. S- <laughs> <laughs> So, but at the same time, we're doing cold as shit. So maybe it's that uh, they need to keep them bundled up. But we didn't see any, and so I was so glad about that. <laughs> Good. All right. The other thing is uh, that I learned is that if you if you need to make a point, you, for some reason you need to run around naked in the Arctic snow. Yes. To prove your point. That for some reason that that gets your point across. I don't I don't know. Why well, it it opens people's eyes. Because they have to be wide open to see your shrunken wiener in the cold. (laughs) Yeah, so. uh, Let's see. Six Degrees, I have Ron Perlman was in Alien Resurrection with Winona Ryder. Mm -hmm. Who was in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Carrie Elwes. Who was in Glory with Denzel Washington. Who was was in Courage Under Fire with Sean Astin. Who was in Icebreaker with Bruce Campbell. So so all of these uh, Six Degrees are going to go back to Icebreaker in honor of Cold as Shit. Hello there, I am a computer, and I am here to tell you about a fantastic new discovery. It is a little something they call, it came from the basement, every week, Dead Mike and Jeff Crazy, talk about horror movies, rumors, reviews and get really drunk, since I am just a computer, I have no need for such idiotic behavior. I would rather spend my time looking for pornography on the internet. Well, at least that is what my owner tells me to do. If you can convince your user to give up the one-handed typing for just a moment, send them to www.itcamefromthebasement.wordpress.com or my space com slash basement podcast malfunction malfunction malfunction
Alright, now it starts getting good. <laughs> now that we got that one off our chest. I yeah. you know, I, I I don't know, I feel like I I feel like I kind of got really down on it. Well, I feel bad because we kind of we did go a little political, but uh, I mean, what? that's that's how I felt about the movie. So. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I I didn't really. I as I was expressing my opinion, I think I got. I, I think it came out a little harsher than maybe half because I was just irritated by it. I wasn't like pissed off or anything. Like that. It's not, <laughs> it's not gonna like make you want to kill anyone or hurt anyone. Well, it may make you want to hurt someone depending on. If you're, if that's a predisposition of yours, all right. I wonder if you have to dry out to go uh, shoot those moose ghosts. No, I'm just kidding. All right, that's <laughs> yes, a good one. Uh, Thirty Days of Night, 2007. Mister and Mrs. Sheriff, so sweet, so helpless against what is common. It's just trying to freak us out. It's working. We have more important things to think about. I'll check on Gus. Check on Gus. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. This time they're gonna take me with them. Honor me. Yeah. For all that I have done. <laughs> by David Slade. It was written by Steve Niles and Stuart Beatty. IMDb gave it a 6.6. Its budget was $32 million and it grossed $70 million. Uh, starring Josh Hartnett as Eben Olsen, Melissa George as Stella Olsen, Danny Houston as Marlo, and Ben Foster as The Stranger. In Barrow, Alaska, 70% of the population of 500 and some dwellers and in, in some dwellers travel on the day of the last sunset. Since the town will stay along the next 30 days without sunlight. Oh my gosh. This stupid ass doesn't know how to write. I, I didn't read it, of course. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause. I'm going to go find a better one. Actually, why don't you just give us a synopsis? I'll give you a synopsis. All right, let's do it. All right, so Alaska is going into its 30 days of darkness uh, because it's up on the... Uh, 
up on the north part of the planet. We don't need you to pretend that you know anything about science. Yet. Oh, I know a little bit about that. <laughs> so anyway, so everybody's trying to get out of this town who is going to leave, and there's a last plane going out. Um, but in the meantime, there is a coven of vampires who figure out that this is a great opportunity because yeah. it's dark for 30 days, and there's this isolated little town that they can feed on, and no one's going to come get them. Right. So they go ahead and send in a, a stranger to go in and kind of scope it out and, and see if it's safe or whatever to bring it in. Well, they end up coming in, and they just cause a whole bunch of havoc. And so there's some different storylines with some different families that go on, um, trying to save different people at different times um, while the vampires are feeding on this town and basically running this town. Right. Um, and so Josh Hartnett plays the sheriff, and he's he feels like he needs to take care of the well-being of the town. And so it's just the storyline of um, what happens with these vampires over this 30-day timeline and, uh, and, and how people survive and, and what, what not from there. Let me mention one thing. So as everyone was leaving, they were leaving because it was be- to become 30 days of night. And I know some of them were leaving because they just can't handle it being dark for that long. But uh, they were saying that there was a last flight out. Or whatever. Why? Why wouldn't they have flights going in and out of there during the thirty days? I mean, it's just night, right? That's a great question. I don't know if there's a real answer for that or not. I don't know. I, I mean, know. I realize that when the vampires showed up, they ended up start. They, I mean, they started like pulling power and communication lines out, so you know nobody could call. But I mean, I was thinking that why didn't people show up in planes or anything like mm-hmm. that? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know how it works up there or mm-hmm. anything like that. For all I know, that it's just. It's just for 30 days it shuts down. Yeah, I don't you know? know. That's a great question. I don't know. Anyway, what would you think? I really like this movie. It was funny because I had seen this uh, when it was recently released to DVD and uh, you know thought, thought it was all right. But mm. going back and watching this, it was so extremely violent. And yeah. maybe it's because of some of the vampire movies that we've watched. Uh-huh. Not being as as violent. No, this that, one was this one this was just was, badass. But but yeah, this, this <laughs> really got into. And I was really happy that a lot of the vampire lore was not lost. They didn't change a bunch of the rules. Right. Um, they they referenced not turning people into vampires. Right. And how to avoid that. Um, they you know they drink the blood and they can't have the, the sunlight. Um, they kind of change it from sunlight to UV. To, you know, to the, the, that's what it is. That's the part right. of the sunlight that gets them. But, you know, overall, great suspense, um, great action, deaths. I mean, it was it had it all. You know, and I've got to say, with the advent of uh, films like Let the Right One In and Twilight, which only Sam has seen in the movie. I have not here. seen oh, okay. that. And, you know, other films like that. You know, this one's a lot different where these, these guys are brutal monsters. I mean, they're not they're not pretty and then change. That's right. You know? These guys are, I mean, they're kind of ugly. They're just ugly look. I mean, they they don't like have, I mean, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, prosthetics or anything like that. I mean, they've got these fake teeth and they've got these really blank, barren eyes and, you know, and they just make these terrible noises and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, way to communicate. But, I mean, it was good. It was good to get back to the kind of the, the John Carpenter's vampire, vampire type thing. I mean, they're different, but they're, I mean, they're brutal. They're these tough monsters. Make no... Make no mistake. I mean, this isn't even like on True Blood where people are trying to, you know, have sexual relations with vampires, stuff like that. No, if you did that, they'd rip your balls off, yeah, you these, know. These are more animalistic. Definitely oh, yeah. more, more creature These are scary. I mean, yeah. these are scary, whereas a lot of them, you know, a lot of them, these, you know, and you know, I, and I think there's a place for those sometimes. I don't know. I mean, it, it, some people enjoy it more. I happen to prefer the, I mean, a monster, you yeah. know, and not just a... You know, I I don't know. I kind of would like vampires to be more 
out of control and less, uh, you know, and just more brutal and less, I don't know, fairy-esque. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to bag on it because probably everybody's going to kick me in the balls right mm-hmm. now. But the Anne Rice vampire. Why would everybody kick you in the balls for that? Because I don't know if people like that sh- I, listen, stuff or not. I listen, mean, I've, there's, there's a I've place read, for it. I've read probably five of those books of the, of the Vampire Chronicles. Well, to be honest with you, I probably listened to them on you know an audio book mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I, you know, the first few were good. I think she's a good writer. After a while, I was just like, what in the hell? Yeah. You know, this. Give me a freaking break. You know, this is. Uh, getting old right. this is you know whatever but um I, I mean i hate i mean i have to admit i i did enjoy especially at the first maybe if i hadn't listened to them all at the same time it would have been different but but uh no these ones are just more brutal i'm not a fan of the romantic vampire image i just don't that i just i don't like it then again i think vampirella is hot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but was she slashing throats? You know, I'll t- uh, no, well, she was a hero. But I'll t- but uh, I mean, guy, you go to the internet and you look up erotic vampiresses. Not that I ever do. Yeah, some of those are really hot. You know, girl, well, my wife girl wanted a, my wife wanted a screensaver from Twilight, uh-huh. and so I looked up vampire images, uh-huh. and all that stuff came up. I mean, yeah, like yeah. these these animated or, or uh, <laughs> these drawn vampire. I'm like, what? Where is this? Wow, there's this whole other, uh, you know, area so, of vampire. So we openly support a double standard <laughs> that it's okay for uh, girl vampires to be hot. <laughs> Is that what we're doing here? But, I, I, they can all, this, they can be hot and good looking, but yeah. they've got to be mean and vicious. Yeah, I mean See, when, uh, the restraint, the stuff, and and we t- we liked Underworld because it was action and stuff like right. that. And yeah, they showed some restraint there, but in the end, they were, I mean, they were still yeah, oh, they were well, still mean and, and would kill people and things like that. But I just the 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 story of the vampire having to hold himself back and he's in love with this one. Right. I just, dude, you, did you ever see um, uh, the Queen of the Damned? Yeah, yeah. You, I did. you know that guy who played Lestat? I can't remember his name, but uh, he that guy to me played the quintessential Anne Rice vampire. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of who it was. I don't. I, I I know what you're talking about though. But I mean, he was all pretty, and he's all you know. He was creepy, but not scary. Right. You know, <laughs> I even with all his powers, I think I could have taken him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into Thirty Days of Night. Uh, a lot of brutal killings. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. They did not hold back. Um, my favorite one was uh, I was talking to Sam about it yesterday. Uh, I was telling him that there's one part where a dude takes out a giant trencher. And and this one is of of note. I mean, we typically don't go over the best death stuff like that. We should. It, maybe we should. We should be crowning one of those every episode. <laughs> but this one, but you know what we haven't done a lot is give a kick in the balls. I know. Or, I was thinking about and, that. And you know what? You know, I give a kick in the balls to uh, that guy who played Lestat in uh, in <laughs> Queen of the Dam. So I'm glad. That's the only reason why I brought him up because I knew we needed to fill that award. Anyway, so the vampire jumps up on the hood of this like. <laughs> Giant trencher. The dude driving the trencher gets a shotgun, shoots him off the hood through the windshield. The guy goes flying, and then gets split in half by the trencher. That kicked. That, that was. was awesome. You know what? I I almost went out and started shopping for a trencher at that point, <laughs> like a big giant driving trencher. Thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Now, that was great. And you know, there's a lot of shotgun blows off the head and, mm-hmm. and stuff. What about that kid vampire? I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. I actually have a note about that. I I was surprised. That she had a part like that in a movie like this. Why? 
just you're bringing kids into it a little bit. You know what I mean? And I was getting. Are you thinking the the like how it's going to affect a kid, the real kid in real life? Well, a little bit of that. (laughs) But you know, it's I, th- I think that there's a place for bringing kids into horror movies because there is a spot for that. But I think you have to be careful in, in how much you're doing that. But I mean, I don't. I, th- I obviously, was, if it was, was only kids, it right. would be dumb. Right. But every once in a while, it's good to see a little kid, especially a little girl like that, just go to town. Well, and when I looked up the movie on IMDb to start uh-huh. doing the Six Degrees, uh-huh. one of the photos at the top was is, the girl. Is was the that little girl, girl on the red carpet doing the yeah. sp- spreading out like she's gonna? She did a great job. Oh yeah. But I just it struck me just for some whatever reason it struck me on this like man I wonder you know I wonder what people <laughs> think about using kids in horror movies like that. But. Well, what are you gonna do? It's a paycheck, right? I mean, yeah, well, and that's true. If that's how you get in, <laughs> that's how you get in. That's true too. I don't know if the I don't I mean I don't want to get into it. No, I, I just I don't know if the if the kid's mind can fathom what's going on till later. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're smarter than I give them credit for. Right. And I was just an idiot kid. Yeah, I don't know. Idiot kids. I mean, she, maybe she's older than what we think she is anyway. That could be. But uh, you know, I really thought that the way this movie was shot was was really good. There was a scene where after the vampires had really assaulted the town uh-huh. from an aerial view, and they were oh, showing and people were running people around. People running around. It's just scrolling upwards, but it's showing people running around, guns going off. Uh-huh. There's there's blood spots in the snow. Right. Um, I, you know, that really did a good job to set the mood that this town was was accosted. It's not even though we're focusing on this one group of people over here. It's it made you know that it was really taking on the whole town, not just this group of people that right. the movie was made out of. It, you know, in my favorite part of this film was the fact that the group of vampires came in. I mean, they were animals and they were wicked, but they had a leader. They, you know, it seemed like everything kind of went through him. And my fa- one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he's like, "Where? Why in the hell haven't we done this sooner?" Yeah, exactly. You know, he's like, "This is a freaking, you know." Golden Corral. I'll come in here. All I can eat. You know, thirty days. It, it was just like the excitement that he felt was kind of chilling. Right. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I like the language that they had. Yes. Very suited to the vampires. Uh-huh. Um, very Eastern believable. European kind of harsh. Yeah. And I wonder. I was wondering if that is a re- if that's really a language or if they made that up for the movie. I don't know. I tend to think it's probably a real language. Yeah, and they just fooled us. Yeah. Well, well or maybe just, maybe just, it's just their maybe they. They were a group of vampires created in, you know, where many of the vampires in lore, you know, are in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And maybe that's just them. They come over, they speak the same language, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously they can turn. Maybe they were turned and they were normal. You know, it would be good to get kind of a backstory of those guys. They and, could do that easily. Oh, yeah. In fact, they actually, there's a prequel to this and a movie that follows this, kind of a short... Oh, really? Remember, I don't know if you are here one time, we were watching yeah. FearNet. Yeah. Uh, 30 Days of Night, there was Blood Trails. Well, there was which, Dust Till Dawn. And, no, Dust Till Dust is the one that follows. Oh, okay. So there's two. And I, those are probably only like half an hour total uh-huh. or something like that. This was actually adapted also from a graphic novel. Uh, funny thing is, is the, the writer, let me, let, me see, let me see what his name is, Steve Niles, he went to the studio, he pitched it as a movie, and the people were, you know, they were kind of hesitating and, you know, didn't give him the thumbs up or anything. So he decided to go and have a graphic novel made of it. And oh, then right. once the graphic novel came out, then, you know, the studio said, hey, you know, let's do this movie. And it was actually Sam Raimi's company, Ghost House, that did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Huh. So, I mean, that that's all, that all ties in, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I th- this was very well done. Hartnett was not an obnoxious snob. Um, you know, in the only movies I've really seen him in, that I didn't like him in were, I don't know, when he was younger, 
Like mm-hmm. when he was in the kind of teenage movies, like in Halloween H2O mm-hmm. or in uh, The Faculty. You know, and I like both those movies fine. You know, but it's just he's just not a character that you really get behind. Well, and I would have been pissed off at the end of this movie if Ben Affleck would have swooped in and married his his uh, girlfriend. I, I'd have been pissed. <laughs> why? Why would? Why do you bring that up? Because of Pearl Harbor. Oh, I, I've never seen Pearl. Harbor. <laughs> oh, you haven't? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, yeah. He dies at the end. Not to. Oh, give, what? what? Not to give Pearl Harbor <laughs> away. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. He dies at the end of Bad Eye. There's this love triangle. Not, they go back and forth anyways. He oh, okay. oh was, he in, was he in Pearl Harbor? Yeah, him and Ben Affleck. Oh, they I, love oh, Kate I Beckinsale. Did, I didn't know that. Yeah, they love Kate Beckinsale, both of them. So there's this, they were best friends. And I'm not going to get into a review of Pearl Harbor because I hated it. I'm just saying. Listen, and there was, a, there was actually a movie that he was in a little while back. Lucky number 11. Lucky number 11. It was okay. That was all right. it was, I liked you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know. So, you know, and you can kind of forgive people for their teenage movies. You know, typically mm-hmm. people... You know, a lot of times don't even make it from, you know, they make those movies and then all of a sudden they're... I bet he has one regret. What? That he did Hollywood Homicide. Did you ever see that? Uh-uh. Piece of shit. What about 40 days where he couldn't, like, oh, sturbate was, for, like, yeah. 40 days or what something? The, was, yeah, I never saw that, but I... <laughs> obviously, I wasn't going <laughs> to watch that one. But I did t- see that. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I don't remember. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be an hour and a half of him almost touching his wiener, but not. So I don't. Uh, that's what I assumed. No, it was, it was just be. sex. It was. It was. Oh, oh. He couldn't have sex for forty days. He gave it up. For oh, he, he could whack it. I think so. Well, that's fine then. <laughs> forty days. You could not season. Hey, and for Otter, that that happens on a regular basis, brother. <laughs> I'm just talking about getting married. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, as far as the char- the human characters go, uh, I thought they were all all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Even you know we just mentioned uh, Josh Hartnett, but I mean even uh, George. What was her name? Melissa George was okay, the girl. One character that I thought was really interesting was uh, Ben Foster playing the stranger. The oh, way, yeah. The way he talked. Oh, there God, I well, get did, ya. Did you see uh, 310 to Yuma? I never did. He is the same character, talks the same way really? in that show with Russell Crowe. Really? Yeah, because I had seen those about close together, 30 uh-huh. Days a Night and the, the 310 to, to Yuma. And I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm just watching. This guy plays the same thing, talks the exact same way, just like a creepy dude. Really? Because I, re- I recently saw a show, I can't remember what it was, Bruce Willis was in it, and there's a, there's a rich guy whose house, Hostage, I think it's called or something, where, it, where it, like a couple of teenagers go in and break into this guy's house. The, guy, the, the short guy that was Arnold Schwarzenegger's partner on uh, End of Days. I, I can never remember names. Oh, yeah, I don't remember what his name is. But. Anyway, so, you know, he breaks into that, and he was just like a normal psychopath kid. You know, mm. he was also in The Punisher, is the kid with all the, all the shit in his face. With, that guy uh, was? Yeah, like the weak whatever. Wait a second. The Punisher is in the, the one that just came out like No, 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 ago. the one with uh, Thomas Dolph- Jane. Oh, I was going to say Dolph Lundgren, but that's not it. Dolph Lundgren came out in, like the, in 90 or something. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, Dolph's, I'm sure, is the best. I haven't seen it yet. I don't either. But but ever since Ivan Drago, he can never do better. That's right. But I don't know. All in all, I think this is a good flick. It was it. I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I wasn't that impressed with it. Mm-hmm. But after watching it now and seeing kind of some of the subtleties, and uh, I I I don't remember it being brutal. But yeah. as I watched it yesterday, I was thinking, wow, there's a lot of violence brutal. and gore in this movie, like, which kicks ass, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I give it a buy. I give this a bone saw. Oh, yeah? I give this a bone saw. But the only reason I don't give it a bone saw is it was uh, slow at a few moments. You know, it got a little slow when they mm-hmm. were all 
huddled up in a couple, you know, a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I give it a buy, definite. I yeah. mean, it's check it out, get up. Everybody's probably seen it because mm-hmm. I swear that it, it's a fairly it call it made over twice its money back. That's good, you know. So. Yeah, but I think this is one that'll go on. Like you said, they've made some remakes or some uh, prequels and sequels, and it's a graphic novel. I bet. I would be really interested to to see the origin of that, of especially that leader vampire, and maybe some of his. Yeah, what do uh, they call him, Marlo? Uh, Marlo is yeah. That's Danny his name. Houston is the guy that plays him. Yeah, you know what's funny is I didn't know it was that guy. I, I looked him up on IMDb, and I've seen him in all sorts of other stuff yeah. as being a good guy and right. whatever. I didn't even recognize him in this. And he really there wasn't a lot done to his appearance. There was teeth added. And they made his eyes black, right. you know, and he talked funny. He had a nice, uh, clean, clean dude haircut. Yeah, he did. You know, I even asked my wife there because there was a bald guy. And uh, be, being a guy who shaves his head, you have to do a lot to keep it uh, nice and shorn like that, you know. I asked, well, do vampires have to shave, you know, have to cut their hair? We didn't, we didn't get into that. Oh, really? Because for 30 days, some hair is going to grow. But they were, they were making sure to keep themselves... Uh, they were trained. nicely well while every all the humans were growing beards. Well, how do you just when you're a vampire? How do you do that if you don't have a mirror? Like that's you can't see that's a great a question. Shit, maybe I'm gonna be up thinking about that. Listen, now. just like just like we said before, we don't need everything explained to us. This was an enjoyable movie. Yes, it was. Anyway, okay. So what did I learn? Uh, vampires don't have great dental hygiene. Speaking of, uh, they, they don't. Those teeth so were gross. They make sure their hair is perfectly trimmed, but, but their teeth—they don't brush their teeth right. and floss. At well, all. I think what it is is they like the taste of uh, their after meals. Right. Maybe that, that may be tasted a few gross. days later. Um, vampires are very selective about who's in their club. Right. So that's a, you know it's a good thing. Which to know. is good. Which I liked. I mean, wouldn't it have been stupid if they just kept making everybody into one? They yeah. they, they made a. Uh, a couple of people into him, but like the they girl. but they had uh, but they but they had plans for him almost. Yeah, you know they they used them as, as you know something earlier. Anyway, and then uh, the last thing is that uh, that they should invent battery powered UV guns. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed they could they could have used that a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, six degrees. Danny Houston was in uh, Twenty One Grams with Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. who's in Sin City with Michael Clark Duncan. Who was in Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg? Who was in Shooter with Danny Glover? Who was in Honey Dripper with Stacy Keach? Who was in Icebreaker with Bruce Campbell? <laughs> Honey Dripper? Yeah, it is not a movie I have heard of. Yeah, I think it's a uh, civil rights movie. Oh, really? I yeah. That's I'm gonna leave it at that. But listen, if it's a civil rights movie and it's a political movie, at least they're not trying to pass it off as a horror movie. You well, know, yeah. something I want to watch. They're not yeah. messing around with you. For instance. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is American History X. They make no qualms about that movie being a politically charged movie. Right. And I don't mind too. I don't mind that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when I go in, going to watch some nice, cool, creepy horror movie, all of a sudden get kicked in the balls with the political message, they can, mm-hmm. they can L&Bs. Yeah. <laughs> Steven? Did you hear that, Steven, from JFMP? <laughs> they can L&Bs. It's J-A-F-M-P, right? Yep. Just another effing movie podcast. Yeah, all right. That's right, though. Right. The Midnight Podcast is a weekly gore fest dedicated to everything zombie. Go to MidnightPodcast.com and prepare to bleed.
Hey guys, this is Sam the Noob, and I just wanted to uh, take a second to let you know what I've learned from Cadaver Lab. Uh, first, I've learned uh, vagingivitis is a real concern, so yeah, you got to watch out for that. Uh, I learned that people can, in fact, sound like Muppets, um, and I learned to uh, love your junk, because you never know when it might go away. So uh, once again, this has been Sam and not uh, Rolf the dog. So that's it, guys. It's Jay Emmett here, and that is the closest thing to a Sam impression I can do. And I'm sure it sucks, but I just wanted to uh, send you guys one because, you know, you weren't, you hadn't gotten any. Also, uh, it's appropriate that you guys are going to be doing winter storms, that you might be doing, like, winter-themed horror on your next show because here in our little section of Cincinnati, uh, we just got pegged with major ice and snow. And when I say pegged, I mean my car was cocooned in ice. So uh, it's appropriate timing. Also, I uh, loved this week's show. Love Alien. Great, great movie. And which, as is usually the case with your guys' show, every time you talk about a movie, I find I have to go out and purchase it. So uh, I guess i got to go buy Alien. You guys keep it up. We're going to keep giving you grief about not being able to go to Horror Hound. It sucks, we know. But maybe next time there will be more, and we will be there. And hopefully we'll get to meet you guys in person sometime soon. In the meantime, if we can ever do anything to help you guys out, you just let us know because we love you guys. Keep it up, and remember to always stay awesome. So, so yeah, we just barely, we just barely, as we're recording, got that voicemail. So we <laughs> we thought we'd just throw that in unexpectedly. Uh, oh, that is awesome! Uh, that was a good impression. This I, is not Ralph the dog. Yeah. It is. Sam. I thought I was listening to myself. <laughs> you should have seen the quizzical look on Sam's face for a minute there. Did I call? Did no, I, just call? I know it's like this is Sam the noob. I'm like I, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> I'm gl- it's glad I'm glad that I'm still a noob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I just have to put do, it. In do time. you know that uh, Bjornar? He, by the way, he said that I I did okay in pronouncing. Oh, his okay, name. good. By the way, he signed up for the uh, for the forums, and we appreciate all the new people who signed up for the forums. It's been a lot. Uh, by the way, my brother signed up for the forum. Uh, he is Serpentine. So nice. uh, if he ever gets on a post, kick his ass, yeah, please. Yeah. But uh, no, that was a. Well, I can't even remember what I was talking about right before. I don't know. Oh, oh no, no. He he was saying, uh, oh yeah, I didn't know Sam was going to turn into such a bitch about the noob thing. <laughs> 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 oh no, man. He, he's just joking around. No, I know. No, I, he, I feel the love. Yeah. He was sincere about anything he can do. By the way, JM, so. that that was funny. That man. was awesome. That was great. Yeah, you're winning so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great oh, stuff. That is that really is cool. Good. Oh, thanks for the call. Yeah, we're in the middle of recording. We get a get an email and boom. You know, we're gonna have to get Brian Posehn's address and send him a bracelet for winning. <laughs> you won the you sound the most like Sam. <laughs> like Sam. <laughs> He'll be like, Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm too nerdy to wear this. <laughs> so, that was dumb. Great. Okay, so let's uh, get into our last movie, which dominated. Yeah. You know, usually we, you know, usually I try to to portray a, a professional tone of the voice when I go into explaining what the next movie that we're talking about is and how. But this one, I freaking am a big fanboy for. Yeah. I I watched this three times this week. Wow. Yes. I I pulled it out. The movie. 
<laughs> and watched it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I haven't watched this in five or so some odd years. And so I just, I put it on three times, seriously. And you know, I mean, I, I was working from home today, so I mean, it's on in the background, but still mm-hmm. I am watching it. Of course, we're talking about John Carpenter's The Thing, which came out in 1982. Uh, directed by John Carpenter, written by John W. Campbell Jr., who did the story, and Bill Lancaster, who did the screenplay. IMDb, what do you think? I'm going to say 7.4. 8.1. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good. Uh, budget was $10 million. The gross, The only gross number I could find was $13 million, uh, but I know that's only for the U.S., and I know that was only for a specific time period, so I don't... I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. But at least the budget was ten million. Characters uh, starring Kurt Russell as R.J. McCready, Wilford Wilford Brimley. Check your insulin as Doctor <laughs> Blair. David Clennon is Palmer, and Keith Davids is Childs. Now, which one? Which one was the guy that was in? And they lived the black guy who fought Rowdy Roddy Piper for like twenty minutes in that movie. I haven't movie. seen that show. We did it. We did it. No, on this I, show. I, I know we did it, but that was one you were assigned to watch. Oh, we broke it out. So back in watched, the day when we had yeah. fifty people doing yeah, the podcast, you watched, we watched one together of John Carpenter's, which was Vampires. Right. You watched They Live. I watched In the Mouth of Madness, and Paul did Ghost of Mars. Yeah. By the way, I edited. I finally. I mean, how how many weeks has it been since then? I mean, God, it's been like since August since we did that. I finally updated the About Us page and took everyone else off besides you and me. <laughs> by the way, I've been working on some uh, zombie pictures of Sam and I. And they suck, but I'm going to put them up there anyway. All right, that sounds you know, good. Yeah. You know, if you if you think they suck, don't tell me. I know. Okay. 
but but it'll hurt my feelings. I don't think they suck. They suck. I've only made one right now. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, I'm not putting them up. Um, In the midst of the Antarctican snowfield, the scientists in in the... I'm going to start over. In the midst of the ice moon of Hoth... You know what? That was so cheap because I knew you would laugh at that. <laughs> That's awesome. I knew you would laugh at that. Oh, man. In the midst of the Antarctic snowfield, the scientists and workers of a small American research base are shocked when a helicopter begins to circle their camp, chasing and shooting at a dog. When the helicopter is destroyed and the passengers are killed by accident, the dog is let into the, ha- into the base, and the Americans begin to wonder what has actually happened. The helicopter is discovered to be of Norwegian make, Bjornar. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, but they always mistake it for what, Sweden? Sweet, Swedes. You know what? The thing is, is I, kept, well, I was watching this, and they kept making that mistake. They all look like wieners. Did I, make, I made that joke last episode. I don't think the so. The wiener-shaped countries, the three wieners. Oh, you did. I did. Yes, okay, anyway. yes. Sorry, everybody, but uh, you're going to have to deal with that two weeks in a row, apparently. Um, and probably linked to the Norwegian base not too far from their own. Helicopter pilot J.R. McCready offers to travel to the Norwegian base and find out to find out what has happened. On arrival, he finds that the place has been totally destroyed. He also discovers a mangled body that looks as though it was once that of a person. This is not Ralph the dog. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep, that was a great voice. Uh, which he brings back with him to study. It's only then that the clues begin to add up. The dog morphs horribly into a strange creature that attacks the researchers. They manage to fight it off, but the base's doctor has come to a conclusion. An alien with the power to transform and take the appearance of anybody else among them. Who was infected already? Who can be trusted? G.R. McCready sets out to find answers to exactly that. Now, this movie kicked ass. On a lot of different levels. Well, go, go ahead. Well, I really liked how they, they set it up with a little bit of a mystery. Although, the first time I watched this, I could kind of figure out what was going on with them shooting the dog. I mean, they're shooting yeah. at this dog for, for a long time trying to get uh-huh. it. And so I'm pretty much assuming, okay, well, the thing is in that dog. Right. And you pretty much know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which is a lot better than the dog's thing being in you. Whoa. <laughs> I, don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's any better. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I'd, rather, I I'd to, rather go out as an in alien. Theory, oh, my I gosh. Agree. I can't believe I even said that. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so one thing that I really liked about this, I, I like an intelligent movie that doesn't right. have to explain everything to me. Uh-huh. I really like uh, the the element of surprise, wondering what's going on. And the other thing that I like about this movie is that you know I've I've watched it probably two months ago, and now I'm watching it again, and I couldn't remember what the order of who was uh-huh. absorbed and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't know. I, I you know even watching it again, there was enough people uh-huh. that you could rewatch it and and not know everything that was going on. It was realistic in the fact that they reacted the same way that I would have reacted, right. which which I always look for in a horror movie. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but they lose a lot of credibility if they're doing out of the out of the left field weird shit right. to handle mm-hmm. the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt Russell is just a badass. He, he is that guy, cool you know, put some movie. fur on that dude's face, and he even doubles in badass size. In fact, yeah. they ought to make up a website like they do with uh, Chuck Norris. You know, have you seen that website? <laughs> I've heard of it. That ch- I, I love that website, <laughs> but they ought to do that kind of stuff for Kurt Russell because he is a badass. Okay, so we talked about Thirty Days of Night being, you know, having a lot of, you know, a good story. You know, a little bit of paranoia left in there. While the thing is the ultimate paranoia mm-hmm. movie. If this movie did not have uh, awesome special effects, if those were all taken out, if they were anywhere in this isolation, and it was just a movie about you know being infected, you know, kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was it was kind of like that where you didn't quite know. 
But the way that John Carpenter did this and created tension, created suspense, was badass. Mm-hmm. Now, you couple that with some of the greatest special monster effects that I have ever seen from 1982. Yeah. Now, there was obviously there was no CG in it, but these were some of the creepiest, some of the most badass monsters that I have ever seen. Ever, you know, and that, this, that's why I watched it three times, you know, in the last week. When that, okay, so basically what happens, Sam was talking about the dog. The dog comes in, the dog put, gets put in the kennel with the other dogs, but not before potentially uh, infecting someone else. But he goes in there, and then all of a sudden he just starts shaking. And all his head splits open like a, fla- like, a, like a flower almost. It opens up. It's gross. It's awesome. The best thing about that is, is there's all these tiny little tentacles that kind of look like slimy, I don't know, like licorice, licorice rips. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Are we uh, somehow gay because we both said licorice whips I'm at the same the time? I'm afraid the answer to that is yes. <laughs> anyway, no. so uh, well, that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, that's okay with me. What, what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, so, and, but they were flipped around at high speeds, you know, and the reaction of the dudes were priceless. My, who's your favorite character? Oh, McCready. Oh, dude. I did love McCready, but Blair was my favorite. She loved Wilford. I love Wilford Brimley in this. First of all, I'll tell you why. You know what the thing is that Stacy called today uh, with her voicemail. She actually, we were just discussing on her blog, which is at creepykitch.blogspot.com, some of her favorite monsters, and, and one of hers is The Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she, and she mentioned it, and, and she has the, the funniest picture. It has uh, uh, kind of a picture. It, it wasn't him. It wasn't actually Blair, but it, but it was a, a head on the end of this tentacle thing, and it was just, you know, it was just an image, and on the, on the top it, spelled, it said, Diabetes, you know, spelled all wrong. <laughs> you watch those shows, and he's like scolding you. I don't have diabetes, but I even said diabetes. It's yeah, diabetes, right? But because I'm so scared of Wilfred Brimley in that commercial, I go check my insulin right then and there. You know, <laughs> oh, check your anyway. We won't we won't get into that. His character was so damn fun to watch. Yeah, what we got here is a regular set of internal organs. You know, and just the way he talks is so damn funny. Yeah. That I, I every time he was in it, every time he was talking, I was enjoying it. Uh, one part he was freaking out with a gun because he's finally just he snapped because he can find out he doesn't know you know he doesn't know who's churned or whatever and he and he uh, just starts freaking out. That thing wanted to be us and uh, you know all yeah. sorts of weird stuff and uh, I'll kill you you know it's, oh man he was great. I mean that was that was a la- that was just a great laugh. Well and his his. Uh... His role in the movie too was was really it was a good one. He was an integral part. Yeah, he he was of the show, not mm-hmm. just a side character, which sometimes he is in in some of his later movies. But um, I I thought he did a uh, great job. Does that mean that you actually seen some of his later movies? Yeah. What's he in? Uh, well, let's see. He was in uh, Brigham City. Uh, a Utah original. <laughs> yeah. Did you know he was born in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah? Nineteen thirty-four. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Wilford Brimley is a Utah. Yeah, he is. You know what? I'm proud Art. to be a Utah now. Right. Uh, not, I mean, not that I wasn't before. I'm just saying now, we I can hold my head up. Well, the only reason why I say that, um, you know, maybe I haven't seen a lot of his recent stuff. But when I was doing, I used him for the Six Degrees, uh-huh. and uh, when I was looking at a lot of his later stuff, his grandpa so and so or uncle so and so, and so I'm figuring that that obviously doesn't have a big part. But uh, oh, that's, okay. just assuming on my end. There, there are a couple of notable scenes. Obviously, uh, one of my favorites are when they. Uh, you know, everyone's paranoid. Everyone's looking at each other, you know, thinking that they could be the monster. They, I, you know, and the, I've watched it three times. I can't remember exactly how this comes to be, but they're all tied up. 
They tied up everybody in this room, and they are going to test a bit of everybody's blood by just putting a hot, you know, a hot piece of metal in there, you know. And if it freaks out, apparently you're an alien. And, and they explain why that works, and you believe it. Absolutely. They, I believe everything in this movie. Yeah, you I know, do. I do. And there, I mean, there was, I mean, I believe that it could happen. I mean, right. I, you know, whatever. Anyway. But uh, so they've got each person's blood in a little bit in a little petri dish. They're touching it, you know, with the hot thing, and half of them are just going, you know, and they're all human, whatever. But they get to one guy's, and they touch it, and the the blood just freaks out. It jumps up. That scared the shit out of me too. And And they set it up so well. I'm not going to tell you how they set it, like how they do it. They divert you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So you don't. So and then all of a sudden it hits, and I mean, I jumped. Yeah. Because they don't dink around that there's no well, and they did a good job to it or anything. Well, yeah, and they did a good job with kind of making you be unassuming. Uh, is that how to say? It? Anyways, unassuming in that in that uh, scene. There was a lot of great character or uh, monster effects. Well, and this definitely. this was actually featured in Fantastic Flesh, which I think I taught to you a, oh, a while oh, back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. About yeah. special effects, and this was that. That's where I had. I, you know, that's where I'd heard about this. And I'm like, dude, I need to see this movie. Right. Because they, they talked about the head falling off of the table and turning into a spider. Uh-huh. And they said that was one of the greatest effects ever. And you oh, know what? Yeah. I was watching it was that ripping. in depth. Yeah. When I, when I watched this to get ready for the show. And, and the part where that guy, his chest turns into the vagina dentata. Oh, my gosh. Takes the dude's <laughs> arms off. And then his head falls off. And, like, the tongue goes out, grabs a chair. And drags. And slowly the, drags yeah. across the floor. And that whole sequence... Was unbelievable. Was awesome. You know, I'm going to watch this again. Yeah, I think just because, just because this was a great show. No, it's it's a really good show. You yeah, know, and them fighting at the end, and uh-huh. you know, the, all the like you said, the paranoia of what you know, what's who's doing what and what's going on and, and all that kind of stuff. It, coupled with with the good things from the other movies too, is the isolation, mm-hmm. the feeling of just of no way to escape. Of right. just having to wait it out, and they just accept that. Yeah, I mean they're like, "Hey, we're not, we are not getting out of yep. this, but we're taking that bastard down with me." Yep. Oh, McCready us. says that at the end. Yeah, he starts taking like a uh, little audio diary. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that's right. What not? No, but in the in the movie, he has a great ending. Wilford Brimley kicks ass. I hate to spoil that Wilford Brimley's going to live through the most one, but you're lucky he does because his parts are some mm-hmm. of the best parts. Now I have not seen the remake, but when I was doing some research the remake, on the movie, this is the remake. Oh, this is the remake? Yeah. Well, this one was awesome. So this is a remake of a, an older movie? Of um, The Thing from Outer Space. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that because yes. they were talking about a remake, and this one guy on there was saying that he didn't like the remake. Wow. Yeah. So I thought there was another one that no. had been done uh, since Not that I know of. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I like this one a lot. But this is – But this, I know that this was uh, – supposedly remade or i don't know if in 1982 they felt like they had to say re-envisioning or some other right. stupid ass excuse to remake a movie you know that they, they use nowadays but well, uh, they, they reference outer space for just a quick second but no one gets caught up in it nope they don't get caught up in it at all they acknowledge it and they move on to kicking its ass you know they were i think they were as a little bit of trivia and to let you know how non-noobish i am uh-huh. the Scary movie that uh, Laurie Strode was watching, or the kids that Laurie Strode in Hall- the original Halloween were watching, the kids that she was babysitting were watching It Came From Outer Space. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Bow to my knowledge. That's awesome, man. That's actually not, that's pretty fairly well known. I didn't know that. So, well, of course you're a noob. Nothing? Did you even hear me say that? No, no. I didn't hear what the last part was. Oh, good. Does, who, gets a, who gets a kick to the balls in this movie? Um, I know. Who? 
the cook on roller skates. <laughs> that guy. That's so freaking stupid. By the way, okay, so they have the token black guy. Why did they have to There's put him on roller skates? Oh, you're that's right. That's what I mean. Oh, you're right. Why they did they have to put him on? And then they had yeah. the guy on roller skates. It was on, like, uh, I think he was on Punky Brewster. Did you say the not guy that from I watched that show. Yeah. That guy was not on Ghostbusters. That, not, w- that was not... Um, I forgot his name. That was uh, that was a guy that was in uh, the Crow. I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember his name. But no, the the black guy that was in that, the tough guy, yeah. was in They Live. It was the guy that fought Ralph that you didn't see. But I no, swear no, that guy's it, in it's not Ernie Hudson. That that's a guy oh, that's, that's in. Right. Uh, that's a guy that's in Ghostbusters. This guy, I think. Oh man, we should check this. But uh, I think his name is Keith Davids. Okay. But let me check that. Yeah, his name's Keith David. Okay. So I have seen him so I thought he was Ghostbusters guy, but Nope. I am I stand corrected. That never happens, but I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as if um people needed to wait for this, but I'm giving it a bone saw. this is one of the this is one of the quintessential horror eighties horror movies with the eighties effects that I you know, I, I, I we didn't look up who did the effects in this. Well I didn't at least, but Whoever it was did a great freaking job. Well, if you, it's 1982. And right. so, uh, you know, once something happens, like a, an alien in 1979 or something, all the movies after that are held to that standard as far as I'm concerned. Because you, you can do it. Well, it can be done. Can but be I done. mean, budgetary reasons. And there may be other barriers to doing that. And obviously, I, you know, if you ask me, those aliens in Alien, or the alien in Alien, can I keep saying the word alien over and over, please? He stands up today. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think they I think he looked as good in 1979 as he does in The Alien versus Predators. I mean, those movies right, they were very mediocre, but the aliens look good in those. I so, mean, even the non especially the non-CG ones, you know. Right. So in the same vein as some of the stuff going on in our forums as far as like death matches. Uh-huh. So Alien versus The Thing. Ooh. Ah, that's so hard. I don't know. Some of these, I gotta be honest with you, Apocalypse, Dan, and Cole. I'm typically going with who I like more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And uh, not who I really think See, will I, win. I actually thought about this uh-huh. because I love that that's going on on the forums, uh-huh. which is just awesome. Uh-huh. And I missed out on a lot of it, uh-huh. so we got to keep doing it. But anyways, it had it had to be the alien that would kick its ass because that thing died a ton. Like if, as far as it's, it, it doesn't die because it can keep one little thing of blood well, will help it go along. Well, let's say if but you the put him in, would kill it. Well, let's just think if you put him in one. If you put them in one like Thunderdome where no one else is, you know how is the thing? I mean, the thing needs a host, right? Well, I, the alien does eventually, but I mean, I, I don't know. But I agree. I mean, those both those alien, alien unless the are, thing because it survives a little bit capture even after it's dead, right. Tori can go jump on the alien and absorb it. But we all. <laughs> but the thing is, is that may not be a carbon based life form. That may be some kind of a silicone That's a great based point. carbon form. Maybe the thing only does. You know, all this stuff we don't wow. know. That's a hard. That's a hard. I'm gonna be thinking about that for days. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry to give you leave you with that burden. Oh, that's all right. No, I got Buffy season two to watch. Oh so. my gosh, you're in for a treat. Yep. All right. So, you got oh, anything oh yeah, else, I do. Or? Yeah. So, yeah. what did I learn? Norwegians shoot like the bad guys on Rambo movies. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I just watched First Blood. That movie <laughs> kicks ass. But you are right. Like the the Seattle or the Washington. Police, like sheriff's department, oh, they so couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Oh, so bad. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, being a scientist in Antarctica looks pretty relaxing. I mean, I don't know what the hell those guys do. Well, they smoked some weed. Because, I mean, it was the same thing in uh, the last winter. Yep. They just kind of 
sit around and play ping pong. It's like they're, or it's, yeah, it's, it's like they're, uh, it's just like they're at a party, you know. With yeah. uh, except for this movie, it was a sausage fest. There was not one female, yeah, no in memory the movie. at all on no. any of them. No, but yeah, no. Female I was hoping movie. we'd actually see some of the dog, a female dog's underbelly for some memory count. Oh in my this one. gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, wow. that's gross. Oh, oh, yep. I checked my ED. Oh, <laughs> All right. You talking about that? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my gosh! You wow! Know, if we, yeah. if we don't start, if we don't start bringing in the rains, we're just we <laughs> need to because people are just gonna turn it off. Um, six degrees. Um, Wilfred Brimley, who I mentioned was born in Salt Lake in 1934, was in The Natural with Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my, that's my all time favorite baseball movie. That's a great show. Um, who was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with Paul Newman, which that is my favorite cowboy movie. Uh-huh. Um, who was in Message in a Bottle, which I haven't seen that shit with uh, Steve Miller, who was an icebreaker with Bruce Steve Campbell. Steve Miller? He Steve Miller, M E L L O R. He was in it. He had did not have a big part. I that was a hard thing to get to, man. Oh, really? Because I had to look for uh, more stuff out of Icebreaker besides Stacy Keach and Sean Astin. You know what? I just I just thought of something. That the six degrees were actually a little bit extra, more profound this uh, this episode, because the movies all took in the temperature of six degrees. Hey, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to be thinking about that for days <laughs> or six now. degrees below, whatever. But wow. no. Anyway, so yeah, okay, I I love that movie. Yep, I'm, bone I'm saw. Gonna, I give I'm it. A, watch if I didn't it right say now. it. I give it a bone yeah, saw. Yeah, bone saw. No, no doubt. Here. I had two bone saws this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good, man. <laughs> uh, well, so next week. I'm excited for this one. Me too. And maybe I'm a little bit, I don't know, nerdy about this, but uh, we're going to be talking about a few movies regarding vampire origins. Now, we've, we've done the unconventional vampires. We're going to do a couple of movies that have very interesting historical reasons for there being vampire. Well, well, you know, at least explanations. Uh, now, the movies, um, you know, may not be free, as good as the thing, which the ones I have in mind definitely are not. But I'm looking forward to exploring some of the cool backstories for, you know, for the origin of vampires. And, I, and I'd actually like to, we'll do a few movies, but I'd actually like to uh, research a couple of ways to, uh, you know, a couple of theories that are out there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, there may be a little more history yeah. involved with the, the next show, but I think it's, uh, I think it's a fun topic to, to go oh, explore. Because that comes from somewhere. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked about it. Yeah, it's going to be good. It should be fun. So, yeah, so be looking, at, looking out for that. Uh, um, yeah, do you have anything else you want to share? No. Oh, we're at a death scenes from Florida Possum. Oh, we are? So yeah. we need another one? Yeah. Okay, so I'll get or, that for Oh, yeah, you know, too. it's funny, though, is I was listening to the Midnight Podcast because I listen to that show every freaking week because I love Corey. Yeah. And I want to make sure everybody listens to the next episode of Midnight Podcast because he is, he did an interview with Chris Barnes, lead singer of Six Feet Under, Feasting on the Blood of the Insane. Wow. That was one of his songs. The origination of death of death metal to uh, Thursday at an old place I used to work. Awesome, man! Oh, cool. Anyway, now make sure to go over there. I'm stoked for that. That I'm I should be pretty excited about that. He's already done that. I was going to send in some questions to ask him, to, but uh, I was too late. Anyway, what um, if we could interview Wilford Brimley? Dude, we'll be like we grew. He'd be like, "You boys, why are you talking to me? Eat your Quaker oats and check your insulin." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, I want to just uh, ask everyone a favor. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. You know, uh, it's a new month and whatever. We, I mean, we hate to beg for votes. Well, you know, 
kind of hate to beg for votes. If you go out there, there's a link on cadaverlab.com. Or give us a review on iTunes. That would be really cool. Or uh, send Sam some email. He hasn't got any transvestite pictures yet. Don't do it. <laughs> and, uh, no, I don't want it. And, uh, uh, but we'll go ahead and put in a death scene right here. So we, I don't know if we've mentioned how we win that again. You get a nice pr- Cadaver Lab prize disc, which I still owe Kubla one, and I need to send that out to him. But uh, basically, get on the forums. There will be a excuse me a string that uh, will say episode. What are we on? Twenty two? Is this twenty two? Episode twenty two death scene. And go ahead and put your guesses as to what that was, and uh, we'll get your awesome prize package out there. Uh, everybody, go visit CadaverLab.com. You can. Uh, we have all sorts of stories up there on the front page, news, stuff like that. We also have, that's how you get to our forums with the link there, which, uh, just like Sam was saying, if you don't get on them, you're going to miss out. There's some fun stuff going oh, yeah. out there. I, I was out of town last week, and you know I visit every once in a while, and uh, but I, I there's so many topics on there. I, yeah. I, I missed out, but I gosh dang it, there's some good stuff yeah, out it's, there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Let's make sure to... Uh, Make sure people are calling us on our uh, voicemail line, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. And uh, do you think we should uh, make our our message a little more lively? Oh, yeah, Stacy's going to make our message for us. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah, you don't know it yet, but uh, it would be great. Just, yeah. You know, we'll so call in just to hear it because I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. It, I, <laughs> yeah, it would be dominating. <laughs> yeah, that's the second time that I've blushed doing the show. Yeah. Anywho, oh, by the way, just like you said, this movie had a Vingita Dentata in it. I know. A lot of them. That was a scary part, too. In there the was thing. a lot of them. I'm like, a- right at the end, the head opened up. Oh, oh, yeah. Just like that and took another guy's it, Yeah, that looked there. like a Pink Floyd flower vagina. Almost. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Other than that, I think that about does it. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right, so then if that's it from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you Later. Later.